Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron, and this is Real Deep Shit. I grew up in a very small town in upstate New York, population about five to 6,000 people. And I always knew I was different. And in middle school, had the typical crush on my gym teacher, who was straight and female. I also had a crush on a friend in high school, and I didn't quite know what to call these crushes, except that I was attracted to um, certain girls, but I never acted on it. I never really did anything. It was just, I knew it was different with how I felt um, about certain um, girls. I'm going to call them girls because we're in high school. We're not quite women yet. I played sports all through high school. And, you know, even dated a boy from another state, which was convenient because he was in another state, uh, just to seem kind of normal and with societal expectations. We didn't have a gay and lesbian community center. We didn't have resources. I didn't have anyone to really talk to, no role models. You know, there was some talk of a teacher who may or may not have been bisexual, although the gym teacher was always up in her room. So you can figure out the dynamic between those two. And even though, you know, I dated a boy from a different state who I met camping, to seem normal, it felt anything but normal to me. I was just kind of going through the motions. Like I said, in small town, you know, you were supposed to meet a boy and date a boy and marry a boy. And, you know, it was never really talked about because sports, like I said, was my main focus in school. So even though I would have that occasional, I wouldn't even call it a date. It would be like I was at a party and I'm making out with a guy kind of thing. I mean, not to get into too many details because it, I'm a pretty private person for the most part, but I wanted to tell my coming out story so that those that are listening that are not in great circumstance to come out and are kind of living in a small town like I grew up in, I want you to know that you are okay. To be who you are, you're okay. It's still hard to be your true authentic self, even in these days where there is a lot more talk about LGBTQIA, um, but it's still hard because you are living in your reality, whether it's your family, your friends, the community you live in that are making it difficult for you to really be yourself. It's still not easy for a lot of people. So after high school, I went to a two-year business college in Syracuse, and 
that was when I had my first experience with a woman. And it was still a very confusing time for me. If anything, it, that experience made it even more confusing uh, because I didn't know if that was truly who I was. So I threw out the word bisexual just to kind of make it cozy and warm for me. It seemed like at that point in my life, bisexual was more accepted than gay or lesbian. At least that's how I felt, whether that was true or not. And even being in a big city, it was still very difficult because it was a university town and I didn't know anybody who was gay to take me out to a gay bar because I'm sure there were in Syracuse. So I was still playing that role of meeting a guy and doing what I'm supposed to do. But those two years were very difficult for me. And there was a lot of drinking, a lot of being used by guys because, you know, it's college and everybody's experimenting. And, you know, my grades weren't affected, but emotionally and mentally, I was a mess. I was still trying to find my place and be comfortable with who I was, but looking outside of myself for that validation. I was like 17. When you're 17, at least for me, it's it's hard to assert yourself as far as who you are as a person, especially if you're in a college where you don't really know anybody and you want people to like you, you want to make friends, and you want to have a good time. And I chose a two-year college because I didn't really like school. I wasn't great at education. Uh, I love to learn, but I didn't do great in, in high school. I had to pay my way through college. So it's like, I'm not going to go to a four-year school if I'm not really into it and I don't really know what I want to do. And so the two-year college was what I did. I have an older sister who is or was gay. She passed away in 20, 2007 uh, at the age of 46. So it was quite unexpected. But she and I, even though we were both gay, didn't really... I mean, we had a connection and we got along. But just because we had that commonality of being gay, it didn't make us into some, you know, magical relationship where we always did things together. She was six years older than I was, so it was hard to have that close connection. And she went into the military right after high school, so I didn't really see her that much after she left the house. And she had to keep her life her personal life very private because of being in the military. And one spring break while I was at college, the woman that I was seeing at the time, uh, we went down to visit my sister for spring break and she took us to uh, my first gay bar. And it was, it was magical. It, it was, it was amazing. And to be able to, be myself around other people that were just like me in a setting where I could, you know, be affectionate, um, 
you know, dance with a woman without being judged or feel out of place was like the best feeling I ever felt. And I didn't want that to end. All of her friends were amazing, very affectionate, very friendly and very encouraging and very accepting. I had never experienced that before. And it was just a really great feeling to have. But once you leave that and you go back into reality, it's like you're still fighting uphill to be accepted, to be able to show yourself in public, your coworkers, people you go to school with. And it's very hard to show yourself if you feel like you're going to be ostracized and and judged. After graduating from college, I moved to California to the San Francisco Bay Area because I had a couple of siblings that lived in, in California. My brother lived in Hayward at the time. So I moved to this area because I knew somebody. I had a job before I moved out. You would think that living in the Bay Area with San Francisco right across the bay, that things would be... It'd be like Disneyland, you know, the happiest place on earth. But it wasn't because it was, it's reality. You know, even though the area is much more accepting of the LGBTQIA community, it still has its judgments and its violence. And you really need to be careful when you're out in public, even to this day, kind of like, figure out what my environment's like before I show any PDA or be who I am. So you still have to be careful. And I was, you know, at that time I was still discovering who I was. And it wasn't easy because I felt alone. I remember going to the Driftwood, this dive bar. It was a a lesbian bar back in 88, 89. And I wasn't of age, but they let me in. And I didn't drink alcohol, but I want—I just wanted to be around other women that were like me. I just wanted to play pool and play darts and talk with them. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they knew that I wasn't, that I was just a young kid. And, you know, it was great. But then after that, I went home by myself. So you go through these, you know, this roller coaster. It's like you're up high because you're around people of your community But you would have these highs where you would be around people like you, where you could be yourself. And then you'd have these lows where, you know, you're in your apartment by yourself or, you know, walking around town or even at work. Like I never really came out at work unless someone asked because I'm a private person and I have to be able to trust the person before I divulge who I am. So over the years, I've had relationships and getting to know people, but there's still, even after all these years, there's still that little part of myself that is sometimes unsure of whether I should be myself in public. And that I don't think will ever go away. Yes, I'm totally more comfortable in who I am, And I don't have a problem talking about it to anybody. For me, 
I'm a human being first, and I'm a woman next, and then I'm gay. That's the order that I prefer to be looked at. But that's not to say that if you are looking to come out to your family, to your friends, it's okay to do that. If, you, if you're being supported, if you have someone to support you, to do that. I came out to my parents when I was in my mid to early 20s. And I think the hardest part for me coming out to them was I didn't want them to blame my sister for influencing me in some way. I wanted them to take me serious and know that I was telling them because it was truly who I am. And so that was the hardest part because I was trying to protect my sister. And, you know, my parents brought up the typical question of, well, what about so-and-so that you dated, some boy that I dated? That was a phase. That was me giving in to societal pressures to be normal. And there is no normal. But, you know, parents don't understand. So it's up to us to educate them about what is happening within us. And I've had these feelings. I've, I've known that I was gay since I was young. But I just didn't know what to call it. I didn't have any resources to be telling me that's okay to feel this way. And I wish I had had that. But my parents have been very supportive. I am so grateful that my parents did not disown me, did not look down on me. They have always loved me for me. And that definitely made it easier for me to be my full authentic self. And of course, you know, I was the one bawling when I came out to them. They were just kind of looking at me like, what's the big deal in a way? They were like, okay. So I just want everyone to know out there that, you know, that tagline, it does get better. I think it's a little bit easier nowadays than it was, but each generation has its own challenges and difficulties. You know, the hate is still there and that's going to be an ongoing thing that we chip away at for each generation. It's unfortunate, but we as a community need to stick together and support each other because we do not need any infighting within the gay and lesbian, transgender, questioning community. We've already got that out there. We need... We need to come together as a community and support each other. I'm proud of being gay. I'm proud of who I am. And I hope my story helps at least one person out there that is feeling alone, not sure what to do, can't be themselves. You will meet people in your life that will help you as people came into my life to help me. And... If you are listening to this and you don't have support, you don't have the resources, please reach out to me. You can email me at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com. I'm on Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Send me a direct message. You are not alone. And the community is here to support you. Thank you for listening.
Sarcasm Day. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. Email us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at womenwhosarcast. Get your copy of Women Who Podcast magazine today. Visit womenwhopodcastmag.com to subscribe. Show music provided by Mike Imbasiani.